Hello everyone, we are back with the Pokemon Adventures podcast. We are going through this manga chapter by chapter and today we are reviewing chapter 9. This chapter is called But Firo Itself versus Firo. My name is Sergio and with me today is my co-host Chas. So Chas, how are you liking the story so far? as well as any other Pokemon stories that I like, <laughs> which is not as much. Wow. But it has potential. This story, this manga actually is responsible for getting me back into Pokemon. <laughs> I never stopped liking Pokemon, but I did take like a slight break from playing the games. I stopped watching the anime way back when I was a kid, when they started somewhere in the Hoenn region completely jumped off of it and then with the games i played up to pokemon black and white passed that one caught the legendaries and that was it and i think those games came out in 2010 up to this day i still haven't played the sequels pokemon black and white 2 they get acclaim for being one of the best games both of them especially the second one but i'll eventually get to them before we get going, guys, we are going to do our usual Pokemon trivia segment. This time it's my turn. And in this segment, as you guys already know, we discuss Pokemon-related topics or we ask each other some questions. And this week, it's my turn. I have two questions that I'm going to ask Chaz. You ready, Chaz? Ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> I know Chaz has been studying hard for these Pokemon questions. Please, I didn't I didn't study in school. I'm definitely not studying for this. <laughs> okay, so question number one. This one is actually revolving some Pokemon trainers. And this time I'm gonna show you a picture of four trainers, and it is your job to name them. So, every region has their Elite Four and their champion. Mm -hmm. Can you name Kanto's Elite Four? So, what I have here, guys, I'm going to be showing Chaz a picture of Kanto's Elite Four. And let's see if Chaz can name all four of them. Man, I don't even know one of them. Uh, okay. I know you know at least one of them. So, Old Lady is Agatha. Yes. Then it's Elaine. No. No, I don't know. It's a it's a business casual one, the one that she looks like she'll step on you. <laughs> and then there's a Draco, Draco, right? No, no. I have no idea. <laughs> I forgot that guy's name. I know it has something to do with dragons. Yes, he is a dragon type trainer. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know Agatha. Okay. So, the first one, the lady that you said is dressed in, like, business casual attire, the hot one, <laughs> is, uh, her name is Lorelei. Lorelei, there you go. Yeah, Lorelei. She uses ice-type Pokemon. In the anime, for whatever reason, they call her Prima. Prima? I don't know why. Supposedly, it's like a translation error. I'm not sure why, but yes, she comes out in the anime and she's from the game. She's the first one, actually, that you fight in the original Cancel games. So it's Lorelei. And then the fighting type Elite Four member is Bruno. Bruno. Yes. He's the one that looks kind of like 
Ryu from Street Fighters. He's he's what Brock is supposed to look like. Exactly. He's he's what Brock should have been like. And then, as you said, Agatha. She's the ghost type Elite Four member. Mm. And then the last one is Lance. Lance. <laughs> I thought I thought for sure you were gonna get him. I honestly forgot about him. <laughs> I for, I forgot his name. He's the most popular one in my opinion. So every region has the Elite Four and the champion. Mm -hmm. But in this specific case, they didn't have a champion. The their first champion was game wise, we're not talking about manga wise because we're not there, but in the games, it's blue. Blue technically becomes the first champion. Mm -hmm. Because as the player, you're technically using red. You beat the Elite Four. And you think that you beat the game already. And then Lance tells you, oh, well, now you have to defeat the champion. And you're over here like, oh, damn it. All my Pokemon are like half dead. Yeah. <laughs> I got no potions. What am I going to do? It's like none of the HP and like all, all your potions are just like depleted. Exactly. And then you got maybe your starter Pokemon, probably the only one that's alive. And even then, that Pokemon is probably weak as well. Mm -hmm. But yes, the champion is blue. But yes, that is Kanto's Elite Four. Now, here's an even tougher question. You're for sure not ready for this one. Fun. <laughs> what does your ideal Kanto team compose of? My ideal Kanto team? Yes. Just off the top of your head. Let's say right now you just started playing Pokemon Fire Red. You're going to choose your starter. So let's start off with that. What starter would you choose? Let's see. For starter, Bulbasaur. Okay. And then probably use a Pidgeot. Okay. I think it was Marowak. Okay, so you got a Grass Poison, Normal Flying, and a Ground Type. You got three more to go. And then for Ghost Type, I would use a... I think I would use Hunter. Hunter or Gengar. Okay. Yeah, what else? What else? What else? Raichu. Ah. So you evolve your Pikachu, huh? Heck yeah. This, this Pikachu looks stupid. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. It's just like, but it's like, I, I get tired of watching Pikachu every single time. There's a damn Pokemon game. It's just like, no, evolve him into the better version of Pikachu, which is Raichu. There is no point in keeping that useless thing yellow. It's like he obviously has a better form, who's even faster and stronger. And I'm still mad at that one episode where Pikachu beats a Raichu. <laughs> Oh, you mean the actual badge that Ash earns? Yeah. <laughs> that sh should not have been earned. You guys should see Chas right now. If you remember that scene from The Incredibles where Mr. Incredible is pointing at the math homework and he says, why would they change math? Math is math. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's exactly what Chas looks like yeah, right, now. Me right now. <laughs> okay, so you have Raichu as your fifth oh. Pokemon. Dragonite. Ah. Dragonite was the last one I used. Dragonite. So you got Venusaur. Venusaur. Pidgeot. Pidgeot. Marowak. Marowak. Gengar. Gengar. Raichu. Raichu. And Dragonite. Dragonite. But honestly, I think I changed. I I changed the Pidgeot to to Dragonite. Oh, that's what I used to do. Because the, the moment I got the moment I got Dratini, I would just immediately kick out the Pidgeot. Well, he is a flying type. Yeah, because he would become a dragon flying type. Yeah. 
So who would you replace your sixth slot with? Polly World. Okay, so Polly Wrath? Yeah, Polly Yeah, I was about to say you did you got a water type Pokemon missing. My favorite water type right there. Okay, that's a solid team. My ideal team unfortunately requires some cheat codes. But it was always it's always Man, yours is Mew six times. <laughs> Not Mew six times, but the I, occasional Celebi. I do love having Mew on my team. That's just my favorite Pokemon. I always have to have Mew on my Kanto team. So my ideal team, or at least for a long time, it was always this. I always loved having the three starters. Mm-hmm. It was just fun. I guess I always got that from Ash. But with the difference that I would evolve all three of them. So meaning I would have Venusaur, Blastoise, and Charizard. Yeah. Like Chas said, always have Mew. I love Mew. Dragonite as well. And the Raichu as well. Raichu. Yes, I also evolved my Pikachu. Mm. It's just, it's a, it's a crime not to. You would think that Raichu has a bad design or something, but he's strong. He's stronger. He's faster. Mm-hmm. I love his design. In one of the manga stories, Lieutenant Surge has a Raichu. I think it's absolutely crazy how he uses his Raichu. Raichu comes out. They're battling, I think, a a villain. Uh And Lieutenant Surge, the moment he brings out his Raichu, Raichu uses his tail to aim straight at the guy's throat. Like he's about to kill him, like slice his throat open with that tail. With that tail, yeah, that's crazy. We gotta show Raichu some love. It, it sucks because he gets completely overshadowed by Pikachu, mm-hmm. only because he's the mascot. Yeah, but I still don't agree with that. We got Raichu fans over here. If any of our listeners are Raichu fans, let us know. Or if you think we're wrong, <laughs> tell us your reasons. Hit us up on Instagram at the Pokemon Story. Let us know why Pikachu is better than Raichu. Or let us know why Raichu is better than Pikachu. All hail Raichu supremacy. Yes. Or if you think the whole Pichu-Pikachu evolution line sucks in general, <laughs> let us know who's your go-to electric-type Pokemon. Yeah, because there, there are a lot of better ones. Oh, of course. We got Magneton. Magneton. We got Jolteon. Jolteon. So, of course, if you don't like the... The electric rodents. You got the inanimate objects. <laughs> yep. Jolteon's cool as well, though. He's definitely underrated, in my opinion. But but okay. That's enough Pokemon trivia slash discussion. We got to hear a little bit of Chaz's ideal Pokemon team, my Pokemon team. And uh, we also found out that Chaz has no idea who the Elite Four are. <laughs> Yep, the only thing I knew about them was they were my enemy and they needed to die. They needed to be destroyed, exactly. Yep. It's like I will not I was like I will not bother to learn your names because all you are are obstacles. <laughs> to beat the game, right? To beat the game. Alright guys, so we're gonna get started on today's chapter. Today is chapter nine. The title is called But Firo itself, as we mentioned earlier. We find red in Rao. 24 to 25 and he's doing what he initially set out to do which was to complete the pokedex catch pokemon and it looks like here that he's running out of space mm-hmm. he says i got so many pokeballs i can't carry them all and i've worked so hard to catch them i can't just leave them behind 
So this is pointing towards what does a trainer do when he has more than six, six Pokemon. Originally in the games, they went to the computer, the mm -hmm. PC, the Pokemon storage system. In the anime, we see the same thing happen with Ash. When he catches his seventh Pokemon, which is a Krabby, it disappears. He totally freaks out. And in this chapter, we're going to get an explanation to that. So right where we left off from, from last week's chapter, Red sees a pretty mutated Rattata. Mm -hmm. Has the body of a Rattata, the teeth of a Rattata, the ears of a Rattata, but the face is something else. It's a hillbilly. It's a human face. <laughs> And Red sees the Rattata, he goes after it, he's like, something's not right about that one. And so <laughs> Red gets excited. He says, oh my God, it's got to be a new kind of Pokemon, right? Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Charles, take over the next page. All right. This man in all of his uh, southern glory says, hooey, who the thought it'd be so hard just to do the light of fire? <laughs> it's like, then Red is just like, what the hell, man? It's like, thought this was just a regular Pokemon. I was like, why is he speaking? And understandably, he freaks out because, like, what is it, Bill? His name is Bill, right? Yes. Bill, he turns around and then <laughs> it's a Pokemon with a human face. Breaks all sorts of ethical laws here. Oh, yeah. It's like, I'm pretty sure it's just like, this is like, he literally stole the body of a Rattata. <laughs> free will. Yeah, so as we forgot to mention a little bit in the chapter 8 ended with this guy that we know as Bill. He's inside a machine. He's working on it. And on the other side, it's a, the same machine, but with a Rattata in it. And somehow something goes terribly wrong. Bill gets fused or switched with the Rattata. I guess he just fuses with it. That begs the question then, what happens to the what happened to the original Rattata? <laughs> I have no idea, but it's like I'm pretty sure that guy's dead. There's a lot of weird stuff going on here uh, so you, far. You know what this reminds me of? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that there's a there's a manga where supposedly they um there's Pokemon but they fuse with their trainers. I, I think I know what you're talking about. I I don't know I don't know how long it was. I think it was like maybe like a chapter or two. Or it's like they have these trainers and I guess they use like these gems where they're able to fuse with their Pokemon and they battle each other like as, as, as their Pokemon. Yes. Yeah, so it's actually, it's called Pokemon Zenjo. Zenjo. Yes. Yeah, so it's actually a different manga. Charles brings up a good point. Pokemon Adventures, which is the title of the manga that we're reviewing, is the main Pokemon manga. But yeah. there are others. They're not connected to this one specifically. They have their own canon. They have their own story. And the one that Chaz is referring to, if I'm not mistaken, is called Pokemon Zen Show. So if anybody out there wanted to look that up, maybe you haven't read this, maybe you haven't heard of it, search it up, Google it, and you'll see exactly what Chaz is talking about, what I think the Pokemon fuse with the humans. Yeah. I think Digimon also did something like that, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one because I... I I actually like that one. Oh, okay. No, that one was my favorite one. But hey, I know that's an, that's an extremely unpopular opinion. Oh, I know. I know. I haven't watched it. Originally, my first thought is I don't like it, but I can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. I think the second most popular manga 
I don't have the title here, but I think it's called also, it's called Pocket Monster, where Red's main partner is a talking Clefairy. Have you heard of that one? What the heck? Yeah. That one, that manga is crazy. I have not read it, but I've, you know, I've seen a few pages. The artwork is all over the place. Red's design is all over the place. It's pretty crazy. I think for some of our listeners might know what I'm talking about, but... This also brings up another good point. Like I don't the Clefairy is a philosophy major. <laughs> it's just like to be or not to be. You want to know who he, what that Clefairy reminds me of? What? You've seen the original Disney classic Hercules? Yeah. The Clefairy from that manga reminds me of Phil, the little goat. What the heck? That's how his attitude is. It's it, like I said, that manga is legitimately crazy. It's just very, very out there, very wild. That one actually w- ran for a long time as well. The, the life of a male Clefairy. Yeah, I think that's what it revolves around, if I'm not mistaken. That's how it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Back to what I was saying, that manga, the reason Clefairy is Red's main partner is because in the anime, it was intended for Clefairy to be Pokemon's mascot. It, was ne- it wasn't originally meant to be Pikachu. I know a lot of people might already know this, but if you didn't, that's, yeah, look it up. Clefairy was meant to be Ash's partner. And that's why that manga took off and continued with it. They ran with that story where Clefairy is the main protagonist's main partner. And it's funny because that little duo actually made a cameo in one of the Pokemon anime episodes. What the heck? Yeah, I think they showed it off as a TV special within the anime world. I don't I don't have all the details, but I do know that originally it was meant for Pokemon's mascot to be Clefairy before Pikachu. But then they did, when they looked at Clefairy, they felt that it was too feminine and they decided to go with Pikachu. Oh, you know, it, it, it attracts both boys and girls. I mean, I guess it worked out. Things yes. things would have been completely different if it would have remained as Clefairy. That's crazy. A lot more pink. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, sorry, we kind of went off a little bit there. But back to the story. Red encounters this crazy mutated Rattata with the face of a human. And Red is freaking out. He's scared. He's all like, oh, my God, what did I just run into? And Bill... He's like, what is it, boy? Something scare you? And we go to the next page. Bill's about to explain. Now, keep in mind, Bill has not introduced himself to Red. Red Red doesn't even know what he's looking at right now. And Bill tells him. He's about to explain to him. I may look just like a mutator ratata, but I'll have you know, I'm a Pokemon expert. Oh, and here he introduces himself. My name's Bill. This here is my seat caught, and boom. Out of nowhere, a whole ass Firo takes Bill. Firo thinks this is his meal. Firo saw a rat. I'm about to eat. It's breakfast time or He's lunch like, Ooh, time. McDonald's. <laughs> exactly. And said, In and out. And Red, in that second panel there, Red is like, What is happening right now? <laughs> I was talking to a Rattata with a human face and a Fero came and just snatched him up. And 
Bill is now yelling at Red. Well, don't just stand there, boy. <laughs> and Red looks at his team, which is still composed of Pikachu, Bulbasaur, and Poliwhirl. And Red is nervous. He's like, right, yeah, I'll help you up. And all four of them run towards this Fero. Go ahead, Chaz. Take over the next page. All right. So the so first attack that Red does is that he actually he actually uses Bulbasaur to throw out a Razor Leaf. And obviously, Razor Leaf to a flying type is not going to do anything. And it shows it right here exactly why that's, that doesn't work out. Because like literally, it's just like the leaf doesn't even reach Fero. And obviously he's a rider to Bill. He's he's just like she's like, what kind of limit attack is that? He's like, now listen, boy. He's like, if you want to stop a flying Pokemon, first thing you gotta do is paralyze his wings <laughs> or wings. The dialogue here. He's, he's like, literally... like, what do you think some graphics Pokemon is gonna do for you? Hmm? He's literally... like, like, you got, it's like you got two of them. You can use them. And then Red is like obviously frustrated. He's just like, fine, if it'll shut you up. And then he, he has Poliwhirl use Ice Beam and Pikachu uses Thunder Wave. Yes. Yep. All right. So we go off to the next panel. And it hits, but it doesn't hit the Fero. <laughs> he hits Bill. Yep. Bill gets the full-blown ice and electric attack. And Red is like, oops. Bill is already annoyed as it is. Now he's even more mad because as the panel describes it here, he's frozen. Mm -hmm. He got frozen. He got shocked. Bill is now yelling at Red. What are you shooting at me for? What are you trying to fry me? <laughs> Red is annoyed. And if we look at the previous page, Bulbasaur is also annoyed. He's like, because hmm, Bill's over here shooting on him. And... Bill continues yelling at Red. Don't even try while the, this thing's flying. Just wait till it stops. And Red is, you know, he's just trying to keep up with them. And now the Fero takes him into a forest. He, Red is yelling at him. He's like, wait. Now Red grabs his Pikachu and just chucks him at him. And we get some clouds here. Pikachu's about to do his electric magic. And we get some sound effects that it says rumble. Pikachu is actually pointing at the sky. And Bill's freaking out. He knows what's about to happen. And Red now has a plan. If you miss from below, try from above. And Bill's like, you do want to fry me. <laughs> and then, choom, as the sound effect says here. Pikachu lands a thunder, a whole ass thunder attack and fries this Fero. Makes a fried chicken. Yep. I'm pretty sure Bill's happy here because he does not get shocked. Fero's the only one that gets shocked. The Fero releases Bill. Red is like, gotcha. I think Bill lands on the ground, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Bill slams, crashes to the ground. Red is like, whoa. And then Fero is knocked out, completely fried. Go ahead, Chas. All right. So you have Red just uh, boasting now to the to to the Fero. He's just like, "Oh, it's like so not not a lot of fight left in you." And immediately the Fero decides to get up and just attacks uh, Red. Red backs up. And then we cut to cut to where where Bill landed. He actually landed on top of on top of a cliff, and it's looking below at the. That red fighting the the Fero, 
And then he notices that the Fury was actually moving into a stance to do what is a what is a drill peg. Oh yeah. And then Bill does, Bill warns Red. Yeah, he yells like, "Hey, boy, better watch out right? for that drill peg." Yeah. And then immediately, you just see you just see the the Fury into the next panel, just ramming straight forward, trying to gouge out uh, Red, and Polyworld jumps in right in the middle. And next thing you know, we see just uh, a good old... We literally see Firo, Firo's beak stab Polywhirl straight through the middle mm-hmm. onto the other side. He completely punctures him. And violence. Yeah. So we have to make a pause here. If you have not seen this panel, you have to look it up. Even if you don't have the manga in front of you, just simply Google Firo stabbing Polywhirl. It's a pretty graphic scene. So at that first panel, they got all the details here. Firo's beak going right through Poliwhirl. We see the end of the beak on the other side of Poliwhirl. It went right through him. At least they make us think that. It looks like Firo stabbed this Poliwhirl to death. Even Bill. Bill here, he's like freaking out. He's like, I don't want to see. He's covering his eyes like, oh my God, what just happened? But then at the very bottom of the panel, we see that this Polyworld reacted quick. He did two attacks at once. Mm-hmm. Number one, he did a double team. So as we all know the double team animation, you basically make clones of yourself. So Polyworld managed to dodge this drill pick because at the bottom of the panel, we see Polyworld's, Polyworld's appearance fading away. And in the very next panel, Firo's beak is completely frozen. frozen yeah, frozen shut. Just see, just imagine Firo's beak covered in ice. And now, in the next page, it's not just his beak. Polyworld froze Firo, his whole body, completely frozen. That was a pretty crazy attack. That's the definition of thinking on your feet right there. The definition of he went cold turkey. <laughs> yep. And Bill, Bill's impressed. Now Bill is still on top of that cliff. He's looking down. He's like, don't tell me you planned that. And Red Red is like, well, it helped to know what attack was coming next. Because Bill did warn him. So Red, Red was quick on his thinking here. And then Bill's relieved. Because I think Bill really thought that the Firo killed Polyworld. Yeah, you say, anytime, boy. Anytime, boy. Anytime. <laughs> so, yeah... Now we, we cut to the to the sea cottage. Yes, we are back and at Bill's you house. Know, you you see you see Red flipping a switch, and the machine just like whirring and booing, booing. <laughs> <laughs> and now you see Bill come out regular regular man finally, but Ratata nowhere in sight. You don't see. I think he's dead. You don't know what happened to the Ratata. <laughs> they don't they don't show Ratata at all after that. Which I just want to question Bill. What were you doing? <laughs> Well, I think I know what he's doing. This goes into the explanation as to who Bill is. Bill is the inventor of the Pokemon storage system. As we all remember within the games, as we said earlier, once you get a full team of six, anything that you get after that gets transported. Mm -hmm. This is the guy who invented that. So game-wise, manga-wise, and even anime-wise, it's all credited to Bill. So what I think Bill was doing, he was trying to teleport himself with Radita, 
So, you know, switch places. Well, he was actually trying to teleport just the Raditz up. But the thing is, that oh, yeah. he was fixing the inside of it and he fell inside. There he goes. Which ended up fusing them together. Yeah. And I don't think they bothered to show what, what happened to Raditz. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. But yes, okay, so the machine is fixed. Bill is back to normal. Normal guy here. And he thanks Red. And what does he tell him? No chance I could have gone back to normal by myself. Much obliged, boy. And Red asks him, what is this thing? Bill responds, it's a Pokemon transporter. This here contraption transports Pokemon or whatever you want. And Red is like, oh, wow, this is cool. Bill tells him, we still, you know, I still got a few bugs to work out. And I think he explains here some of the problems that Bill's been having. It's like, if you got a Rattata in one cylinder and it stops working, and then you fall into the other cylinder, which is what happened to him. And then, well, you get you get what I'm trying to say, he tells him. The name's Bill. Red tells him, well, I'm Red. I'm on a mission to become the greatest Pokemon trainer who ever lived. And Bill tells him, a boy with a mission. That's what I like to see. And he notices that all the Pokeballs that Red is carrying on his belt, it's a lot. Red is carrying more than six Pokemon right now. And... That's where Bill tells him, like, hey, I'll help you out with this. I'll, I'll take care of your Pokemon. And now, now, with my transporter, I can shoot these instantly. So this is where we get an explanation of the origin of the Pokemon transporter system. Mm -hmm. Before we continue moving forward, I have to make a pause here. So in the anime, Ash has a similar encounter with Bill. But I don't know if you remember the episode where Bill debuted in. It was called... I'm pretty sure all our listeners remember this mystery. Yeah, it's called the mystery of the lighthouse. This is the episode where the giant dragon knight appears. Do you remember that episode, Chess? Mm, no. No? So yeah, way, way back in the day, episode 13, season one, Ash, Misty, and Brock, they find a lighthouse, they meet Bill, and they have a similar encounter to how Red finds Bill, except in the anime, Bill, he was wearing a costume. He didn't have a similar accident how he has here where he fused into a Rattata, but he's wearing a Kabuto costume. Wow. So I think Ash and them, they have like the whole, oh my God, a talking Pokemon, what's going on here? They help him get out of the costume and Bill explains to them like, hey, I'm the one who created the Pokemon transporter system. And... Bill shows them how fascinated he is by Pokemon. He shows them their his collection. And it's also a similar adaptation from the game. In the game, you also help Bill out. He's stuck in the system and in the machine. I think also in the game, he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's a Kabuto as well. And as the player, you help him out. He explains to you as well as the manga that he created the system and he also offers the players like you can check my computer out check out all the pokemon that i have in the original games he all you can see is that he has all the current evolutions eevee jolteon flareon vaporeon which saw that existed at the time and i think in fire red and leaf green they add espeon and umbreon yeah so that's pretty much where this chapter came from. So here with Red, we get this whole crazy scene. I, I like how they portray it here, though. You know, with the whole Fero about to eat Bill. Imagine that. 
I kind of feel bad for the Firo, you know, he was just <clears throat> looking for lunch. Trying and, to get some food. Yeah, he was about to eat a whole human being stuck in a ratata's body. So, Bill, going back to the story with Red, Bill tells Red, like, hey, I can help you out with all, the, all your Pokemon. Like, you can start sending, sending them over to me. I'll take care of them, which is pretty much what happens in the game. After, you know, you store all your Pokemon in the PC, the ones that you don't want, or when you want to start rotating. And Red captured the Firo. Once again, I have to, I have to praise Red. He doesn't just let go of the Pokemon that he encounters. He's like, hey, we battled this Firo. We knocked down this Firo. You're mine. Mm -hmm. So Firo does not join Red's current team, but he hands him over to Bill. <laughs> Who still has PTSD. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Bill freaks out. He looks at the Pokeball. He's like, ah, Firo. <laughs> he falls to the ground. We get Red here laughing at him. So we are nearing the end of this chapter. And Red is stretching. We still see his two badges. He releases his Pokemon, which is still Pikachu, Poliwhirl, and Bulbasaur. Still no new additions to his main team. Even though he's caught a bunch of Pokemon. I think uh, at the beginning of this chapter, we saw that he caught a Bellsprout. We saw right now at the end of this chapter, he caught a Fero, but mm -hmm. he hasn't added anything to his main team. It's still Pikachu, <clears throat> Poliwhirl, and Bulbasaur. And now they've left Cerulean City. They've left the outskirts of Cerulean City. And now Red is like, whoa, look at that. Check out that humongous swimming pool, which he's referring to the ocean. And go ahead, Chas. Describe the last few panels. Yeah, it was like he said, it's like, I'm just kidding. It's like, we call that the ocean. And as he looks off to the distance, he sees the ship with the name, the SSN. So it's like, oh, what a cool looking ship. And then he, this is like the last panel, he says, oh, let's check it out. Which is going to transition off into chapter 10, yes. Danger High Voltorb. Do you know what city they're in? I know our listeners know what this is. This is the city sounds. where... You encounter where you visit the SS Anne for the first time. Forgot the name of it. So we arrive to Vermilion City, Vermilion. the home of the SS Anne, and also the home of the third gym leader, Lieutenant Surge. So far, here we haven't seen any of that. Red just sees the boat and he's like, Oh, let's go check it out. In the games, Bill gives you a ticket. He says, I get invited to these parties all the time, but I don't like them. I don't know if he says he doesn't like parties or he doesn't like boats. But he hands the player the ticket and you now can visit the SSN, which in the game, there's like this, all these sailors, the party just ended when you arrive. So here we get a similar loose adaptation of that, but there's no ticket. There is no party. We just get Red running with his Pokemon towards the SSN. He's like, man, it's huge. And he just, he just runs right in. Runs right in. I don't think anybody notices him. Basically, he boards the ship. I guess you could call it illegally. <laughs> yeah, he stows away. Yeah, he's a stowaway. He's like, I'm sunk if anybody sees me. And that's it. We just get Red running into the SSN, sneaking into it. And the chapter for next week is called Danger High Voltorb. Next chapter is going to be crazy, but 
that's for next week. What are your thoughts on this week's chapter, Chas? It's definitely one that was cracked out. <laughs> a lot of the the ethical implications of fusing yourself as a Pokemon. Yeah. And then unfusing. Only to find out that Pokemon's not even there anymore. Yeah. Because they don't explain what happened to the to the to the Rattata. Rest in peace. Rest in pieces. Wherever he may lie. Wherever he teleported to. <laughs> Imagine that it's like you're you're in the you're you're at home you're just having dinner, and then a random ball of meat just comes flying down out of nowhere. Purple, purple. I demand a spinoff of this Radita. Where did he go? Where is he now? Did he find love? <laughs> did he find a home to belong to? Will he ever come back? Will he ever forgive Bill? <laughs> going to come back as an angry eradicate and thus the alolan radata was born thus the alolan <laughs> who's a dark type yep. but yeah I, I love this chapter i thought this chapter was a lot more fun than the previous chapter with misty we get our introduction to bill who plays who becomes a recurring char- character here in the manga i think he's also a recurring character in the games but in the anime we never see him again. Ash meets him once. We see the mystery of the giant Dragonite. Another character we never see again. That gigantic Dragonite. And that's it. End of the story. You have no idea how much that bugs me about the anime. So many loose ends. So many characters. Interesting characters that they promised would return. Never again. Never do. Ash meets so many characters that we just... They just completely... Shrug under the rug. But here, Bill, it's not the last time that we see him. We're going to see Bill again. And and I love that panel where it shows Firo stabbing, going right through Polyworld. Man, the first time I saw that, I'm like, oh my God, how is he going to recover from that? (laughs) Only for him just to use double team. Yeah. I would love to see an anime adaptation of that. Imagine... Sheesh, mm-hmm. see a Fero's beak just going right through a Poliwhirl, and then Poliwhirl's like, psych! <laughs> then just freezing, turning Fero into a frozen chicken. <laughs> yeah. But yes, that is the end of chapter 9, guys. Let us know what you think. Once again, we ask of you, if you're enjoying this podcast, please give us a good review, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Wherever it is that you listen to this podcast, please give us a good review. It helps us. It bumps us up in the charts. So that way, when anybody's looking for a Pokemon podcast, this podcast can appear as a top result. Let us know. And once again, we want to hear your thoughts. If you want to communicate with us, you can find us on Instagram. Instagram. (laughs) I was going to say Instacart for some reason. Yes, you can find us on Instagram at the Pokemon Story. Uh, you'll be able to find us there. If you you can follow us there, you can message us there, you can comment there. This it's a whole Pokemon page. Uh, you're welcome to follow us, communicate with us, and thank you, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for tuning in to our crazy Pokemon rants here. And uh, until next week, you do not want to miss out on to, uh, next week's chapter. We're going to get some pretty shocking results.
<laughs> but yes, guys, this is the Pokemon Adventures podcast reviewing the Pokemon Adventures manga. I hope that you guys have picked up a copy of this manga, digital or paperback. This is an amazing story. You don't want to miss out. Once again, my name is Sergio. With me today, as always, is Chaz. And until next week.